0: Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, we've seen plenty of planting delays across the northern plains and into the Canadian prairies here this spring as we've seen everything from blizzards to heavy rainfall in short amounts of time. American Ag Network's own Richard Risfit went up to far northeastern North Dakota to talk with an extension agent about all the problems and the planting delays they've seen. He has a story.
1: I recently took a trip out to Pembina, North Dakota to experience and see some of the flooding that we have seen quite a bit of this year and talk with some of the folks out there about some of the challenges and some of the bright spots we saw and are going to see going forward for this growing season. I spoke with Madeline Smith with the NDSU Extension Center, and she gave us kind of a rundown of what she's seeing out there this year.
2: Sure. Well, um, as I'm sure a lot of people are aware, we've had a lot of um, both overland flooding and and river flooding um, over the last few weeks up here. You know, we're a hardy bunch up here. We're used to some flooding. We have the Red River, the Pembina River, and we expect some of that every year. But this year it's been a little bit uh, later for us. We had our, our first snow melt, which we all thought was. Going to be good and it was nice and slow but we had a quite a bit of snow through the winter and that when we had that first melt it made conditions really wet and muddy which was a problem for our livestock producers here um they were getting into carving and so we've had a lot of issues with respiratory problems just because of the the timing timing of that um and now as we look ahead uh we're getting We're two to three weeks behind on our planting schedule now because we're just so wet and the ground is saturated still in a lot of the county, especially on the north and the eastern side. So we're really looking for it to dry up.
1: So the question then is, are, do we see people getting some seeds in the ground or are we still sitting by and waiting for all this water to disappear?
2: So last week, we with the warmer weather, we had some of the, the areas that are a little drier. Um, the guys weren't necessarily planting, but they were in working up the, the ground. So hopefully they'll get, get some planting done um so I expect things are going to ramp up here in the next you know two three days obviously those that are still underwater it's going to take quite a bit longer you know that water is kind of sitting out there because we're saturated and then we keep getting rainstorms so that's going to take a little you know a little longer to to kind of dry out and get to a point where the ground is actually you know workable and the seabed can be prepared so again it really depends where you are in the county and what your what your soil type is but Fingers crossed, you know, we're going to see some crop going in in the next few days.
1: Of course, that begs the question, are we going to see some prevent plant this year?
2: So I think, again, depending um, where folks are in the county and just how quickly things dry out, you know, those questions are certainly going to start coming about prevent plant. And I'm sure that there will be some out there who will kind of be looking into that that situation for themselves, for certain fields and certain areas. Um, you know, I'm still kind of hopeful at this point. That if we don't get too much rain um, and things stay nice and warm like they have been, that we're going we're going to get some field work going here in the next few days. So we just kind of have to take it and see see how it comes. <laughs> and of course, any time that we're Late for planting a crop, there's always the concern about, you know, are we going to be able to hit our our yield targets? So right now, thinking about things like small grains, you know, spring wheat, barley, you know, if we can get them in and going, then, you know, oftentimes they'll catch up. But we have such a short growing season that we don't want to be too much longer about it.
1: And there may be some other concerns that we may see moving forward as well.
2: So, you know, we were just talking a few of the producers and I the other day, one of the one of the concerns that we're thinking about, especially with the flooding, is movement of um the weed seed bank, um, particularly things like water hemp from the kind of along the river edge there, um, and having it moving to fields where we haven't typically had issues with water hemp. Um, and that goes for many of the other kind of weeds that are out there. You know, last year with it being so dry. Um, and poor canopy closure in many fields. We had a lot of issues with weeds coming up and, you know, guys had to make a calculation as to whether, you know, it was worth going and putting the inputs out to kind of control those. Um, And so in some areas, you know, that control probably wasn't as good as we would like to have seen. So that's one of the things that we need to be aware of this year and kind of keeping an eye on as things start to shoot because the weeds take off so rapidly and for most them control is a lot better when the weeds are smaller so being aware of what's out there being able to ID them because we may see things cropping up in places that we haven't before because they've been moved with the flood water
1: and some of these challenges don't pertain just to crops
2: Yeah. So, you know, the the water and stuff that we've been talking about now has compounded some issues that we had brought on by the drought last year, especially for our livestock producers. So we, you know, we had pastures, some of which um, were more heavily grazed last year than we would like just because of the drought and the lack of availability of getting hay um, or additional feed and also the expense of that. Um, So we knew coming into this spring that we would you know, maybe need those pastures would need a little longer to, to kind of reestablish themselves. And now with the, the flooding, folks haven't been able to get their cattle out to pasture in a timely fashion. So again, that's compounded the issues of having to stay in, you know, muddy yards and things um, much longer than we would like. And also with, you know, some of the snowstorms that we've had and things like that, you know, even guys who had, been able to store feed away, you know, more feeds are required to keep cows in good condition, especially through calving. And so, you know, those those margins are getting tighter in terms of how long they can hang in there before they need to get cattle out to pasture. So that's something that we're going to just have to keep an eye on um, and try and help folks where we can in making some management decisions.
1: For the American Ag Network, I'm Richard Risvet.
0: And again, thank you, Richard, for that report. He talked with Madeline Smith, NDSU Extension agent there in northeastern North Dakota, where they've experienced a lot of flooding and wet weather here recently. And we'll continue to watch the northern plains as planting progress remains very slow across much of that region. And we'll be seeing uh, possibly prevent plant acres, as we heard in that report, and much more in a time of when we cannot afford to lose any acres. Speaking of losing acres, we recently saw the Emergency Relief Program funding get announced. Sign-up will begin later this month, and the funding will go out in June. $9.25 billion worth, to be exact. Coming up tomorrow on American Ag Today, we will be speaking with North Dakota Republican Senator John Hoven. He was the leading force behind the ERP funding with the Senate, and we'll be talking to him about that funding going out and much more. Coming up tomorrow morning on American Ag Today. That's going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day. Thanks for joining us.